welcome to the Wifey Hood Podcast. Where we are having holy conversations with a little bit of hood. I'm Candice. And I'm LA, and we're so glad you found us. Yes, through this podcast, we will share conversations about growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ as wives, mothers, and just being a woman. We've been best friends for over 20 years, so there's no need for filters and sugarcoating isn't necessary. So you can expect real and raw topics, biblical truth, and everything your mama ain't tell you about being a wife, okay? If anything speaks to you, don't be stingy, boo. Share it, okay? My mission is to build a wifeyhood and not just a wifey. Hello, we are back. We are here. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We are back, and I hope y'all enjoyed last um, the last episode. It was definitely a really, really good one. So if you haven't, please go back, take a listen to it. We were talking about having a merry heart in a Martha world, and I know it hit me because um, I am a Martha in it. Like, let's get it clean, let's go. But like, learning how to have that merry heart is something that I'm working on. So y'all, go back and listen. And don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, message us on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. I don't really be on TikTok because I don't be doing all that dancing and stuff. Mm -mm. I don't have time for that. Um, But we are on Instagram, so definitely um, shoot us a message, okay? Yes, that would be nice. That would be nice. Let us know. You're listening and give us some feedback also on whichever platform you are listening to us on, rather Spotify, Apple. If you give a review, it actually helps other people find us. So um, it, it kind of does one of those things to the algorithm where it kind of brings it up higher. If someone's looking for things regarding me and a wife, then boom, it will come up. Uh, you know, the SEO will do what it got to do to make right. sure we're seen. You know, but that's only because of reviews. So we need your support in that area. Yes. So, yeah. That's the church announcement. Yeah, that's the church announcement. That's the church announcement portion. We're not passing the plate for donations. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Right, right. But we do want y'all to leave a review. So please do us a solid, okay? All right. So today I'm super excited. Um. I never really heard, like, I guess you would say sermons or messages or just too many people talk about who we're talking about today. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting that we're talking about one of the ladies um, because I literally was going to name my daughter that <laughs> her name, um, but my husband named her so, and I love her name. It fits her so well. Um, so, but with that, look, Chris, you want to tell them who we talking about today? So we are talking about Deborah, and we're coupling it with Jael. And I'm just gonna put this preface that whole section with Jael. It lets you know this is literally my favorite person, my favorite woman in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of the four men that I love in the Bible that I consider my mentors, which is Jesus, Joseph, Daniel, and Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jael, 
I mean, Jesus, Joseph, Daniel, and Titus. Um, but um, Jael is my favorite person. And she's only mentioned very small, uh, but I love the fact that we got a name. It's not the woman at the well, and we'll know her name. It's not. <laughs> or the woman with the issue of blood, like, come on. Y'all, that is is petty. Why we can't we can tell all her business mm-hmm. and not tell us what her name is? But it's all right, you know. Okay. We, we save that shade for for another day. But <laughs> at the same time, you it, know what? You know what? It's so funny because I was literally gonna say, "Is she your favorite character because she's like gangster?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she is. She a homemaker who is gangster. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you literally, mm-hmm. I mean, epitome. This is come on now. This is the shadow for me. I'm like, girl, girl. Yes, I'm you. You is me. You, <laughs> I must be in the ancestral line. Got to be because you you did what? Right. Okay. All right. Got you. <laughs> I got you. Boo-boo. But Deborah is also one of my favorites because mm-hmm. she was the first and only female judge. Let's go ahead and Let's make it be go. known. Let's go. Let's you, know. you know what? There's a, a point in the scripture. Um, so the story of Deborah and Jael is in Judges 4. Um, but it's it's something in this scripture, in that, in that chapter. And it was where... And so many names, so I'm not going to be calling out his name. But she was like, hey, I need you to go and get, go get your folks, go get your 10,000 men. We finna go and, you know, attack these men. And he was like, all right, I'll go. But if you're going with me, but if you ain't going, it's Barack. So I wonder is that where Obama got his name from? Anywho, um, so she, she told him, she said, let me switch versions because this is reading New King James Version and... I don't want to be reading thou shalt. So let me switch. <laughs> let me switch version. So in Judges 4, she said, Barack, I will go, told her I would go, but only if you go with me. And she said, very well. She replied, I would go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture for the Lord's victories over Sisera will be at the hands of the woman. She was like, oh, so don't be going Thinking you about to be getting all the accolades, all the victory is yours. No, let's be clear here. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The victory is from a woman. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's not so many stories leading up. You know, you think about Genesis or Exodus and um, all those, the books before Judges, like literally having a woman, having the victory, of course, like most women during that time, they want judge like literally. She was the first judge, and so having that opportunity to first one, female judge. She wasn't the first, first judge. Yeah, first, first female judge. Yeah, first yeah, female yeah. judge. But having her name one mentioned, her being the first judge, her getting the victory that the Lord gave the victory to her. Like He gave her. Like I just was like, oh my gosh! Like come on, yep. Deborah, come on! Victory is mine, yep. says the Lord. But she said, "It's mine, not yours." Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love this story. Um, Deborah was married. I like mm-hmm. to make sure people have an understanding. Deborah was also married, mm-hmm. um, but there was no competition clearly within her marriage, or no insecurities with her husband because mm-hmm. he clearly knew who he was. Because this woman was sitting on the throne of 
letting people know this is what's going on. And sh- I love that she even did hers outside in nature. She up under a tree. This is where Deborah committed, you know, did judgments. And I was like, girls, you just said, I'm going to just do everything. What y'all doing? Y'all where? No, I'm about to up under this tree. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. I don't got to do everything that you do. And I love that. And I think that also speaks to the heart of the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. it's so often in today's society. And then also back then, we would put so much placement on the men and thinking that, okay, only the men hear from the Lord. Only the men can give guidance. Only the men. And right here, we give a we get a clear understanding of God, that God gives both women and mm-hmm. men messages for guiding people and yeah. representing his will. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love, love, love that. You know, um, before even, well, I guess this is a good foreshadowing for Paul, because I know Paul even later on uh, would tell tell the people in Galatia, I think that was, in Galatians, where he says that there's no gender differences within the body of Christ. Yes, there are some gender differences within marriage, and he gives instructions specifically for women and men and wives and husbands, but in our relationship with Christ, God does not make a distinction between male and female. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I think that that's the, that's the takeaway when we look at Deborah and when we look at the understanding that Deborah um, could, could bring clarity to how God utilizes women and that women, because Let's be honest here. I think it's important to note that Barack, mm-hmm. who was a warrior. Okay. She, yeah, she literally told him, go get your 10,000 warriors. Like, go get them. Yeah. Go get the people. Yeah. But he was a full-fledged warrior. Someone who, you know is well capable. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But in this, in this, he's like, um, yes, I know I lead 10,000 men in battle, and but he helps you understand that he's not going to go without her. And I, the way to, that I can relate this in marriage mm-hmm. is um, taking on the the posture of Brack and um, Deborah, he also realized that his presence, her presence comforts him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And gives him confidence. And that's powerful to me. When we look at the setup of marriage, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's, you know, especially sometimes I know for me, I used to, and sometimes still feel, you'll feel underappreciated. Um, about certain things, you know, because it's just expected of you, you know, or you have already shown that you're a great leader in this area. So, uh, yeah, just keep on doing that. <laughs> but something that I have grown to learn is that there are certain challenges that my husband faced, and, and I'm certain that every husband faced, that just having the woman around brings comfort, brings presence. And it kind of also goes to say, what type of presence do you bring to your spouse? Mm-hmm. Is it one that they become agitated, irritated, annoyed, afraid, um, 
because Deborah was high in power. Come on now. But yet this mighty leader in battle, in war, was like, hmm, it's a no. I, I still need confidence. <laughs> I know I have fought in other wars, did mighty things, but I do need that presence of a woman because what a woman, a woman, especially a woman of God here, uh, what a woman of God not only does is bring into the atmosphere um, God's comfort, but he also brings in, she also brings into the atmosphere instruction. She also brings into the atmosphere maybe, you know, another perspective, uh, a gentle answer. And here, and we can see actually right here, she brought optimism. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the op and it wasn't the optimism I think other people would have expected. But do we see a combating Barack? He ain't say, "Oh no, 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 oh no, no, it ain't gonna be no woman." It was girl. He was quiet. He was like, "Mm -hmm. "Yes, I'm boss." You know, it wasn't no. (laughs) And that says a lot. She didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? She didn't. Beat it on his head, like, uh, yeah, because see, you you do this and you ain't doing this, and how the fact that you don't know how to do this, da, 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 mm-mm. he was literally like, okay, let's, well, let's go. Yeah, and, I, and think, I think I think that's good to to take note to. Yeah, I think that's really good too, and I do want to clarify, like Deborah was not even married to Barack; she wasn't married to him. That wasn't her husband. Yeah, that's right. Just, that's right. But just who she was and how she carried herself, um, I'm sure it would be the same testament to how she was in her marriage um, with her husband. Because I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Lapidioth? Lapidioth? I don't know. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, it's in there. Um, but mm-hmm. I like what you said. And it gave him, like you said, that confidence. And he didn't. you didn't even question it. And I think sometimes, even for Barack, it was he trusted her. As well as she, I trusted believe he him. trusted the God that she served because mm-hmm. in order to be a judge, you had to be called by God. It's just it was almost like a priestly authority, mm-hmm. and now you don't have to be called by God to be a warrior. So he's it's it's very it, it's very symbolic because it's kind of like I'm needing a priest to help me with this. Right. You know how we sometimes people go seek out a prophet mm-hmm. or they go or you know you know to the front of the church and they want to get prayer before they do a certain decision, whatever. It's like I'm seeking the Lord, and you know. <laughs> Seek the Lord and all these things shall be added unto you. And the brother did it because did it. <laughs> that right there is what we supposed to do. And that, and, and sometimes, Oh, this is so good. And sometimes we are the only, we are the only Christ representation of Christ, either that other people see or that other people just are around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she represented the Lord. Well, here. You get what I'm saying? Not only was she called upon for understanding for a battle, but she was also called upon just to be around. Yes, that support, that comfort. Because I'm literally looking at the scripture and it says, you got the warriors and Deborah also with, with him. And I think a lot of times when we pray like, God, like, please go before me, make my path straight or God be with me. Like you said, she was that example of Christ with him because she was like, I'm going with you. I'm not going to say I'm going to go with you and don't go with you. No, 
my yes will be a yes. That action, yes. I I, I will walk this thing out. I don't have to make an announcement about it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, And 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 we're going to trust in the Lord. And there will be victory. I love the optimism because so often when there is difficulty, Mm -hmm. when there is hurdles or there's a major challenge, it's so easy to entrap ourselves in... Every pessimistic thought there is that, well, I need to, well, maybe this ain't going to work. Well, I don't think this, and it it can't be possible. Mm -hmm. But the posture that I'm gleaning from Deborah and that I have gleaned from her over the years as I got to know her and even learn a little bit about her background too, is the optimism was so contagious. This man, this warrior was ready. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and she was ready. She was she, ready. But they have to do nothing. And that's the point. That's another thing. <laughs> and another thing. And, and another, another thing. thing. When you let the Lord fight your battles, you will, you will, uh, you will immerse yourself. It's an immersion mm-hmm. of victory that already comes upon us because you already know it's not all. It's not your battle to fight. But that's not it. And there's more. And there's more. (laughs) Because the woman that she was referring to in this portion, you think she referred to her. You think she walking on pompous ground right here. Like, oh, and the victory would come from a woman. Girl, not even her. She's just speaking in faith. She's speaking literally what the Lord has declared. And she's because she's a prophet. So Mm -hmm. she's going ahead and predicting this stuff out. Now, she don't know if it's going to come from her. I'm pretty sure she'll know. She literally just being a mouthpiece. But, baby. I think uh, she was, knew she was being a mouthpiece, but I think it's because of the victory. And like you were saying, that confidence that she gave mm-hmm. over. It was more so like the victory. It will, yes. The victory is mine. My, the, you yes. know, and that's what the scripture said. The victory is mine, says the Lord. She was like, no, the victory is mine. But I think also here, because she did say, we go down to it. Um, when she said, but you will receive no honor in this venture for the Lord's victory over Caesar will be at the hands of the woman. And I think in that, like, she, I think she called that out and it wasn't to be a downplay to him. I think right. it goes back to the other point you said that God uses also women. You know, yes. you may be yeah, the warrior. You, yeah. You may be the warrior who can fight with the hands, but her faith also in her confidence in the Lord and her trust in the Lord brung apart that victory. Because again, if he said, I ain't going without you, like you ain't going, I ain't going. She's like, okay, so since I'm going, because the favor and you know, the things that God has shown me and told me, the victory is going to be mine. Yep. 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 And so then you enter the room with Jael and the story just shift. <laughs> The story just shift, honey. Jael, I believe, let, let me pull it. Does Jael, I, she probably was sweeping in the tent, getting tents to get. Now, first of all, her husband had already left for work. Because I think mm-hmm. her it says says that her husband had left for work. He was down at the river, something, something. Uh, it don't really say where her husband had went. When I, I read it. It's probably I a different verse. I so it picks up at 17. It says, meanwhile, Cesare ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Herbert, the Kenite, because Herbert's family was on a friendly term with King Jebin of Hazar. Jael went out to meet 
uh, Sisera and said to him, come into my tent. Come in. Don't be afraid. So mm-hmm. he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. He said, please give me some water. He said, I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anybody comes in and asks you if there's anyone here, say no. But when Cicera fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. They drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground. And so he died. When Barak came looking for Cicera, Jael went out to meet him. She said, come and I will show you the man you're looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Cicera lying there dead with a tent peg through his temple. So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. So she was at the house. She was at the house, honey, tending to the tent. Mm-hmm. At the house, just doing what we do as homemakers. Huh? Then... Y'all have to read this book. It's called uh, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Transformed my entire life mm-hmm. four years ago. I am no longer the same because of it. The who I am is literally because of Rosario Butterfield. So much of what I do. But here it is. It's kind of like this girl don't read the book. She just extended hospitality mm-hmm. to her enemy. Now, uh, a few a few years ago, my godmother told me one time, she said, your enemies should not know the difference between if they're friends or if they're your enemy. And mm-hmm. I thought, what? She was like, even your own friends, if they become your enemies, they should never know the difference mm-hmm. because you're going to treat everybody the same. And I was like, what? She said, because you're supposed to love your enemies. Child, did Jael let this man in the house? Now, mind you, everybody know he an enemy. Everybody knows he's an enemy. Mm-hmm. And so here we are with the brother in the house. She said, come in. She said, come, in. come into my tent. Come an in. Invitation? Don't be, she said, don't be afraid. She was like, come on in. An invitation? She's innocent. And even though he's thinking, he's thinking, Oh, it's cool because her husband, the king, you know, best, best. They cool. They cool. They cool. So he went into her tent and then the other part and she covered him with a blanket. Girl, a whole nother level of hospitality. When you, when you actually open up your actual resources, when you give your resources, Mm -hmm. what you're gifted in to someone else. You're walking in an anointing that is no longer, it can't be broken. Mm-hmm. And so she done, that's not it. Tell her what else she gave him, girl. What else did she, she give him? He, she gave him some milk because he was thirsty. Now, I ain't going to give y'all my whole theological background of how I know certain stuff. But a covering is very valuable because, you know, they have to weave it themselves. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will sleep with no cover. And here she goes. She give them a cover. Then it ain't milk from Kroger, baby. The milk. Has- it probably had to come from one of the cows that she had. Went out and, mm-hmm. 
It's work. Mm-hmm. It is work to give you what I have. This didn't come quickly. It wasn't convenient. It wasn't easily accessible. So to exercise, to give you what belongs to me and what, because they won't got nothing, won't hear nothing about no kids or nothing running around this house. Baby, that this is her and her baby daddy. So the milk that this brother drinking, first of all, he asked for water, which was free. We could have went outside and got that from the well. But, but she no, she went ahead and gave something that was expensive, a high value. Let me say this. Every person that ever walks in this anointing will always be blessed because you have an understanding that who you are is because of the Lord. Amen. See, she get it's expensive to give what is valuable to you, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I love this because she gave him milk. Do you know milk was needed for pretty much everything they did? Milk and oil. Mm-hmm. What's your high value things? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Will you give it away to allow God to get the glory out of, like, to bring victory? I think like, if you go another step further, will you give your most high value thing even to your end? Because I think it's easier to give it to somebody you know or you yes. care about. But here, like you said, she, everybody knew he was the enemy. And everybody. she still gave him. Citywide. She still MSC gave him. Right. The most valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Girl, she might as well have gave him oil. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the same. Because you had to press. Mm-hmm. To get it. So, what do we get here? What do we get from this? I think you nailed it just on, you know, loving your neighbors in such a way that God gets the glory, but they they don't even know that they're your enemy. They just don't even know because <laughs> the love that you give, you know, I think that's why the scripture further on in, you know, New Testament, he said, love your neighbors as you would love yourself. Like, yep, you love them just that much. Like, all right, if I was thirsty and do I and I ask for some water, but I want some milk, then you do that. That's what you do. And well, now the reason why she gave milk because she did have another mission, and we didn't know it until mm-hmm. old girl brought out a pig. She and- she wait, she probably she was probably exhausted, and you know, our kids, you give them more milk, so she probably was like, I'm about to get him some warm. Some milk. nice warm one. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go to sleep. You sleepy? Let me cover you and give you some uh-huh. warm milk. Uh-huh. I be and watching. T- Don't be giving me no warm milk. I come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, and then yeah. came in with the assassin boy. Like, do you know I, how courageous you have to be to walk up to someone? While they are in deep slumber. Now, that's some deep sleep. That's how you know the brother was tired he's and saying, running yeah, and scared. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And that, and that's how the enemy is, baby. Let me tell you something. The enemy don't want to be found out. He'll find every way to not be exposed. But it is our job mm-hmm. as wives to know as uh, what uh, what the scripture says to be as cunning as a serpent. 
Yeah, what you, think so, about to be, what you so, think about to be for my bad, it's about to be for my good. Yeah, so, but what we're not saying, we're not it's telling you. It's just not being evil, right? No, <laughs> no, I was going to say, now, don't nobody go stab their husband and they sleep. Please don't. <laughs> they say they did it on wifeyhood. This is the disclaimer. Yeah. Did not do it. Did not do it. Yeah. But I do know what we can do. We can go to God in prayer and it's we can. Assassinate the enemy's plan. Hello? There you go. Assassinate the enemy's plans. There you go. So don't kill your husband. Please don't, don't, don't. Because you don't war against flesh and blood. But see right here, we right here, though her, though her, though the results ended in violence, she was actually following the will of God. She was following the will of God and the courageousness. And, you know, let's just be honest here. Courageousness is not something you can plan to have because you don't never know when you're going to need it. But so it kind of gives you an understanding too. what's your preparation for the when the enemy comes. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you gird yourself? How do you be strategic? What are you doing before the time comes? Because like me, myself, like I never had kids but until I had kids. And I didn't know I had the strength I had the strength for until it was time for me to use the strength there. Now, did I go to Lamont's class? Yep. Did I, did I go to this? Did I, yep. Mm-hmm. Did I, but when it came down to it, baby, none of, none of it. Out the door. You get Girl. Have it. Out the door. You don't know sometimes what you have until it's time to do it. And yes, you can prepare, but you have to be ready to put that thing into action. And it takes courage to put. I I did actually. I, I should have not said it went out the door. I actually used all of it. But in practice, you don't need it. Need it until you actually need it. That's right. You you activate the things that you were practicing when you need yes. it. Yes. You don't know you yes. need it until you are in it. And I think I, I like what you said because you know, just as you know, even let's say as wise, you know, you can you can have a prayer life. You can seek the Lord. You can have accountability. You can have a relationship with the Lord. You can have all these great things. Read all these good books or whatever. Listen to this podcast, whatever. Yep. But until you end that thing and you're faced with it, it hits a little bit differently. It hit a little different. It hit a it little hit bit a little different. different. Mm-hmm. And you can still activate, I think, still activate the things that you learn. But guess what? It's gonna be. It may look a little bit different. It mm-hmm. may be an increase. Some of that stuff that you probably learned just don't even work here. And this, and you, and gotta, you may and have you to gotta, relearn. And you got to put forth the faith mm-hmm. that it will work. Mm-hmm. That what you have been working on is going to work. I did. I just released another video on my YouTube channel. I don't know if I've ever told y'all that that I have one. It's called Likewise Living. Mm-hmm. But I just did one on perseverance. I just released it and. Something that I was able to read from my journal, I I usually do this from my journal and I read off what I've written in my, just my downtime. And I've come to realize that when you have an understanding of, let's use this for an example, courage, there are some things ahead of time to have put in place. You would have had to think about what what type of what hurdles will there be ahead of time if you're going to commit what if you're going to 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 plan out anything you need to when you're taking that commitment seriously you want to you want to thoroughly plan it out there in Luke the Lord says to his disciples he says um, you need to learn how to count up the cost. Mm-hmm. 
And he's not talking about financial costs. He's talking about your intellectual costs, emotionally costs, your physical time, your spiritual time, all of that. So when you're when you're in a situation, say like Jael here, when you're practicing courageousness or when you're practicing commitment or when you're practicing being a wife, mm-hmm. your commitment has to have a plan. It has to be a strategy. And I think right here, baby girl has had plans because the fact that the brother asked for water and she gave him milk, this was premeditated in some ways, some fashion. She done had a better understanding of ways to do things. The fact that she even used a peg, I don't even know why this will come into her mind. But the fact that she lives in a tent gave me a clearer understanding that the fact the baby done used pegs before and she understands force because the house is up. <laughs> so there's mightiness in that arm mm-hmm. and she knew it. And so I'm just like, okay. Ooh, and I think that's something right there is she used what she had. It wasn't like she had to go out and go buy it or she had to go to a friend house and call and say, hey, girl, you got, mm mm-mm. She used it. Girl, that reminded me of Moses when the Lord told Moses, like, what's in your hand? Mm Mm-hmm. What's in your hand? Use what you got. And I think we talked about that in one of the podcasts. Um, Using the gifts that God has already given you, but I think sometimes we forget. We forget what we already got. Or we misplaced it, or we don't know where it's at, or whatever the case may be. Use what you have. You already have it. Whatever's around you, what is ever in you, use that. Yep. Yep. So in closing, which is, I mean, I feel like I'm in awe right now about it. Can you can you pray us out? Because I think. I think it's good that we close it with an understanding of what is our posture? What is our posture towards the enemy? What is our posture when there's challenges and things coming about? And what is our posture when we, when we bring our presence into the room? Yeah, that's good. Dear Holy Father God, we just thank you for your word that it is alive. It is alive. We thank you that the story was written about these two women, Lord God, to give us an example to how we should be as wives, as women in today's society. Lord, help us, help me to position myself, Lord God, that I trust you, that I lean not on my own understanding, but we all will acknowledge you in all our ways. And we would trust that, as in your scripture says here, the battle, the victory I would give I would give you the victory. He would give us the victory. So whatever we needing the victory in, may we receive it, may we believe it, may we stand on it, may your righteous right hand guide us through it, Lord God, and that we will use the gifts that you've already deposited in us, Lord God, from our years of growth or singleness of marriage or whatever it may look like. May we use what you have already deposited in us, Lord God, to defeat the enemy while we even still loving our enemy. Lord, I, th- I think that's just the heart. I think even as a nation, as a world, Lord God, that if we will love our enemies as we will love ourselves, that they won't know any difference, Lord God, that there will be no hate, no discrimination, no killing. Lord, marriages is 
will be healed. We will be healed. We will be walking in the will of God. So God, help us to position ourselves, Lord God, to not think so highly of ourselves, but God, to love others as you have loved us. And may we be that example, Lord God, in our homes, in our communities, and our friends, Lord God, with our neighbors. Lord God, even somebody who's on the road that may have cut us off, Lord God, let us love them. Let love be our anchor, Lord God, and that we would give what we hold so valuable, Lord God. It makes me think about the scripture, for those who hold on to their life will lose it, but those who lose their life will gain it. So God, may we not hold things closely, Lord God. May we hold them with loose as loose garments, Lord God, knowing that you are a provider, you are our way maker, you would give us the victory, you are our healer, whatever we need, it is all can be found in you, not the temporal things of this earth and in this world, Lord God. So we thank you. I just pray blessings over homes right now, Lord God, for the wives who's and husbands who are listening to this, Lord God, for their home will be strong and mighty. Just like Jael's tent was strong. She had what she needed to make sure that that house stood to that way when she invited others in, Lord God, that it was, it was a place of comfort. It was a place of peace. He felt at ease when he was there. So at ease that this man, this brother fell asleep. And so Lord God, may our homes be a blessing. May our homes be a place of refuge for those who are seeking whatever. May your our homes be just that, Lord God. And may we continue to open our homes to those who are in need, Lord God, because we know that as you pour, as we pour into others, God, you pour into us. And so God, we thank you. We honor you. And God, help us to be women of God, Lord God, that our posture will be a posture of comfort, a posture of peace, a posture of humility, a posture of strength and confidence in you, not in our ability, not in man, not of what we have, but only in you. So God, we thank you. We worship you in Jesus' name.